So what have you been up to? How have you been staying busy? Uh, right now, it's been a lot of cardio, actually. It's like tons and tons of running. Uh, off days, at least six miles. Um, usually more, actually, like 10, 9 at a time. Um, hitting uh, the mitts, the pads a lot. Mm-hmm. Breathing exercises, meditation. I mean, there's not really much else we can do right now. No, there's Grin not. <laughs> you do any yoga or anything? Yo, I've been doing Ashtanga yoga. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. Get a crazy workout from it. It's actually yeah. it, like it's actually like helping my legs because like when you're doing distance running, especially like simultaneous, like uh, not simultaneous, but like consistency, like days back to back. I feel like my calves or like my thighs start getting real heavy and like full of like maybe like water. Mm-hmm. like from the retaining all that water because they know i'm gonna lose so much that it's like my muscles feel like they start to try and like suck it back in um so i've been like up in my water and with the yoga it seems like i haven't been getting a sore it seems like it's like loosening up my calves a lot um more mobile now but so they're I definitely mean, gonna have to watch out for that triangle when you come back I haven't even been to jiu-jitsu, man. There's no way. That's the hardest. That's like the hardest thing to do right now. Nobody can find like training partners to roll. There's no jujitsu schools open. Mm-hmm. Mobility's still there. I mean, and then the muscle memory's there. But like, I think I think right now, mainly my Muay Thai is probably getting better, mm-hmm. just because I'm able to do it like every day still. But the BJJ is just like, damn. It's it's like so far off with everything that's going on. Not and me. I, I just mean the sport. Like yeah, I mean everybody's gonna be rusty when they come back. Yeah, I was t- I was telling the guys though. Um, we were running the other day. Like whoever's ready, once things start rolling, those guys are gonna be the guys that get the fights. And if they don't, I mean, at least they're they're they don't have to go back into uh, maintenance training. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be like. So, like, if Art of War puts out a date and a time for a show, you're not like, oh, damn, I have to get ready. This, It's just, all right, who you got for me? And you're just ready to go. So Yeah, you're right back that's, in. That's, that's, that's what's going to be nice. That's right now. Yeah. Yeah, I you just, and me I, both. I mean, I'm hitting my bag and running, doing, you know, biking, stuff like that. I think everybody that wants to fight as soon as this is over, I think they're all doing the same thing. I think everybody knows what it's going to take. And mm-hmm. this is, like, a good time, like – You'll see the people that are, like, the grinders. They're all out there, like, trying to find a way. And then there's people that are just, like, they get trapped into that mindset where they're, like, there's nothing to do. Oh, man. All I can do is stay home. So what happens? You stay home, you eat, play video games. I just got to find, like, I guess a bunch of little goals to, Mm -hmm. like, to hit that main one. But right now, it's just just staying busy. And uh, how's your weight? You keeping your weight pretty consistent? I'm big right now. <laughs> so I was just talking to Christian Carr. He's like, I got to uh, quit eating. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel fat. I'm actually, like, moving good. I'm just – I think I'm just big. I think a lot of it's water weight. Mm-hmm. I Like, maybe after, like, an hour, hour and a half of, like, hitting pads, I'll probably lose, like, five, six pounds just in, like, an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your fluctuation's still there. I mean, I fluctuate six, seven, eight pounds of training session. So as long as you keep that, you know, your weight will be pretty consistent. It's, it's good with the running, too, because the running, like, once I do start dieting, I, I started dieting a little bit, but um, once I, like, get, like, 
back to a very strict diet, it'll just come off mm -hmm. like overnight pretty much. Yeah. And that's how I think most people who are staying in shape for the most part, like in shape, whatever we consider that right now, uh, we're all in the kind of the same boat of it'll come right back off. I mean, we both, we yeah. all know our bodies pretty well. You've cut weight a bunch of times. I have, you know, anybody who's had a decent amount of fights kind of know where you can hover and where you need to be at a certain point out. Well, I do want to get that. So like I was talking about like mate, like maintenance and like maintaining, mm -hmm. I know that I feel pretty good, but I, I know I should be like at like 60, 65, no heavier. Mm -hmm. So I do want to get back to like 65, 60 and just stay there and never get like too much heavier. Just because if a call comes or whatever, I just want to be ready. Like, boom. All right. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And that's a I good way. Yeah. For being at 45, don't you don't have to cut a whole lot of weight from there. Cause right. like my goal originally at 45 was like, don't get above 68. And then when you have you know, right. an eight week camp, then you can get it off. But right. if you want to take like, short notice, 60, 65 is where you need to live. Yeah, I find like 60, 65. And if you can get to like 55 to cut to 45, if you – like those guys that are really, really good, some of them like maintain like 55 and it's just nothing for them. But I, I feel like those are the guys that are fighting like five times pro in a year. Mm -hmm. They're just – they're always on the dot. But that's <laughs> why. You know, it, they get more opportunity because they're always, they're always ready. They're always ready for the call. Their body's always ready for it. And it's like you think um, – like my coach, Romney, we were, like we'll talk about it. Like you think that if you ran every day or trained every day, like your body would just like start deteriorating and like people say, oh, you can get hurt, you need a rest day. I'm like, not really. I just feel like like the bar just keeps getting higher and higher. Like mm -hmm. it's just – you're pushing it further and further. Like you really find out like, damn, Jesus Christ, like I, I have no limitations. Like, it's crazy. Like, our physical bodies, how far we could just push it past the limit and just, if you stay consistent, like, sure, you need a rest day every now and again. But I mean, like, these Muay Thai fighters, they're fighting like every weekend and they got like 130 fights by the time they're like 24, 25, sometimes like 21. Like, and they're running every day. So, I mean, does your body really deteriorate? I feel like it deteriorates more when you get lazy or comfortable. Like, you know, a body in motion stays in motion. But, but if you're going to be resting, it's so much easier to just give in to like, oh, man, I'm going to just sleep one more hour. Oh, like one donut turns into two donuts. Like, it just gets so easy. It's that ego. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it, it, uh, it kind of creeps up on you quickly. You don't even realize it's happening until you're like, oh, man, I've, I've overdone it. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, you're like three, four weeks in, and you're like, wait, what just happened? Like, wow like i i lost focus yep i think that's what's good with the the meditation mm -hmm. the yoga helps with that a lot too because like you're being mindful for of like each stretch you know you're breathing so you're kind of connecting your mind your body your breath all is one mm -hmm. it's good stuff it is yeah uh and i wanted to talk to you a little bit about your your mental preparation um you know you're the featherweight champ Art of War featherweight champ. You know, that was a big fight with um, Sean Stefanelli. And you came out, you looked super confident. Uh, and then even after he took you down, you were kind of at home in that position off of your back. And you got that triangle up there pretty quickly. And you finished them, you know, there in the first round. Your, your mental preparation for, you know, those fights. Are you nervous beforehand? Are you calm? Are you excited? Uh, how do you feel, you know, right before you're walking out? I was pretty, like, I want to say excited, but I was, like, super calm. It was probably the calmest I've ever fought. 
but I was reading a lot of books and I was doing a lot of meditation. And I think, so I had one Muay Thai fight before that fight, but then before that Muay Thai fight, I lost uh, the 155 title fight to Dwayne. And that fight just, oof. Did you still get me there? Because yeah, somebody you. calling in. Sorry. That title fight, like, I think I learned, like, the most about myself. And to me, it was, like, it was a lot more mental than anything. Granted, Dwayne's a great fighter. But the what was missing in that fight was he was mentally there and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Every time he took me down, it was like, oh, I'm comfortable here. I'm going to just try and get this triangle. And I remember, like, at one point in the fight, it wasn't – like I was trying to win I was just trying not to lose like and just stay alive and I was like man that's really not a winner's mentality like if I'm going out like I want to go out on my shield like I want to like fight till I have no breath and that fight I felt like I didn't like I I went back I was cool with everybody and everything but I remember just going in my car and just crying about it I was like I didn't feel satisfied with by like how much I pushed or I didn't push enough. And at that point, that's the worst feeling in the world, I feel like, because it's like you start like looking back like, man, I missed this sprint or what about that day I missed in training? So then with that Muay Thai fight after and then with the fight with Sean, I just pretty much tried to have like constant positive thoughts, but stayed busy, stayed meditating and just, it was really just focusing like kind of ridding myself of any like mental blocks. Um, I, I feel like if you stay busy and you stay consistent, that's like the best way to do it. Like you kind of shut off that part of your brain that like wants to keep you comfortable or tells you you can't do anything. You kind of get into that flow state. And then once I hit that, I was training so much and it, it, it didn't feel like a fight to me. Like once I actually hit that moment, it was pure moment. Like, I was in it. It wasn't, like, just reacting. It was like, wow, like, I'm really flowing. The funny thing was, I didn't want to do the triangle at all. I was like, yo, I want to, I want to, my hands were sharp. I wanted to, like, stand up. I was like, I want to knock out. I was like, that'd be, that'd be great. I never got an MMA knockout yet. But I feel like nobody really, like, wants to stand with me that much. The, o- the only person I see that's, at, like, 145 that stands that I'm really impressed with is a, uh, Oh, Christian, he's mm-hmm. got some sick stand-up, and he stands with people. But besides that, I feel like a lot of the 145ers, they don't really like to stand that much. But I didn't want the triangle. It kind of just – it wasn't something I was looking for. I was just like, however the wind comes, that's how I'm going to take it. And it just – he kind of, like, just fell into it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, it, everything was super calm. I was just in that full state of, like, flow like aware of everything that was going on could tell you everything like it it was like I already knew almost Mm -hmm. yeah and I I hadn't hit that point of that flow that zen my first four or so fights in the cage I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you what happened from memory it was like a train wreck in my brain I'd walk out the cage would close and then I'd essentially black out till the end of the fight not because I was getting hit I've had that happen too, but I don't consider that flow. I feel like that's complete primal. Yeah, that's like, like the that's, opposite of flow. Like blackout. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think when, like with that last fight, it was kind of like you said, it was like the opposite. 
I was completely aware. But, like, I've gotten into street fights or in MMA fights, and I this is when I really noticed it. The one time I had gone to the IBJJF, um, the New York Open, I asked him, I was like, oh, you remember this? And you remember this? And he's like, yeah, I remember all of my jiu-jitsu fights. I was like, you remember all of them? He's like, yeah, I could tell you everything that happened in every one of my fights exactly how I'm like, from this many years back. He's like, yeah. And he starts telling me, I'm like, dude, I was like, I'm blacking out when I got there. I was like, I must be so like nervous at some point or like, like in this shock. And I was like, I'm blacking out. <laughs> I was like, I'm literally blacking out and just reacting. And then it didn't happen so much with BJJ. It happens way more with MMA because mm-hmm. it's like you get, you're getting hit. You're getting rained on. So, I mean, I guess the consistency, like being there every day, going through it, it just feels like another day. Yep. And you're not really thinking about that stuff. Yeah, and that if consistency you're fo- if you're really focused helps. On it, you might just like you might like. I feel like. Um, do you ever ask a question that's so in like comprehensible? Like maybe you could comprehend it way down the line, but like you're asking a question that you can't comprehend right now in your life where you're at, and your brain you keep asking and asking, your brain just shuts off. You're just like, uh, and you just feel dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. But it's just you're not there in your life yet to, like, comprehend what's going on. I feel like when you hit that flow state, it's like you shut all of it off and you're just completely in, like, awareness. You just see everything coming. But I feel like it came because of the consistency because you just – you're doing it so much. You don't really have to think. And I realize, like, a lot of those – these Muay Thai guys and the guys with BJJ – they do it so much that it's like they like you you could do BJJ or wrestling with your eyes closed, mm-hmm. but like these guys literally like they're doing it in their sleep. There there's no time gap between them thinking and them acting. They're just doing it. There's no thought there. It's just simultaneous. As soon as they think it or feel it, it's they're gone. Like if you look at Marcelo Garcia, there's no thought there. He's just complete. Like there's no time to think. It's just straight roll through the whole time. I think that's what you're hitting on too is something that I've noticed uh, as a jujitsu instructor that separates uh, it's one determining factor, not the only, but one thing that separates different belt levels. A lot of times you see blue belts and even like newer purple belts that are, they're thinking a lot about what should I do next? What should I do next? And then once you get to that like higher level purple belt, brown, and then into black, they're just, it's there. It's reactionary. It's not think, do yeah. this, then this, then this. It's they've I been in white, that sequence belts, so many me, times. White belts are funny because they seem like they're just trying to think, 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 mm-hmm. think. Like they get in a position and then they sit there for so long because they're thinking. And by the time they go to move, you're already all the way over here. So it's like, I guess to, sometimes it's good to slow it down with like the white belts. Mm-hmm. I like to just tell them like, dude, if you're a white belt or if you're just at this beginner level, like don't even, don't care about like, it's good to care about making mistakes and stuff. I was like, but right now, throw that out the window. Yep. Like I tell them the same just, exact damn, thing. Just yeah. get putting, putting everything, try whatever. Like, because the more you just keep thinking about it, you're like just wasting your time. You're getting stuck in one Like, just feel what it's like to go through different positions, get put in stuff, get scared, like mm-hmm. whatever. Just 
and it, eventually, like, it just comes natural. Yeah, you my biggest advice times. to new white belts, I tell them two things. I say, uh, if something hurts when you tap out, make sure you tap on the mat hard or on your opponent. If you tap on yourself, they won't feel it. And then the other one is, if you're doing something and it's not working, doing it harder doesn't make it better. Yeah. And those two things, I think a lot of white belts just, they struggle with it coming in early into a sport that's so foreign to them. I feel like, like, I'm not going to name any names, but one of my cousins was talking about this the other day. He was like, man, I just got some new gloves, but. He was like, do you want them or whatever? Because I don't know how to use them. I'm like, do you mean you know how to use them? I'm like, I don't think there's any, like, correct or incorrect way to fight. I just think that there's ways that work better than others. But, I mean, like, that was one of, like, Bruce Lee's philosophies. Like, there's no real right way to fight. Like, it's all just fighting. Like, Muay Thai, it's just, like, it's a style. Like, mm-hmm. that's why Bruce Lee said there were, there, like, to him, there were no styles. That's what where the division came in. That's, like, where you get duality. Like, it divides everything. For real, for real, you're still throwing a jab. Like, you're still throwing a left hand or right hand. You're just, it's all movement. You're just moving your body. Like, it's freedom of, of expression. Yeah, I mean, you, you know? watch Dominic Cruz move, and, right, Dominic Cruz has arguably the best footwork in all of MMA, but if a kid would come in with no fight experience and move like Dominic Cruz on his first day, the coach would be like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Dude, how about that fight, though? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I wanted to Dude. ask you about the fights last weekend, too, because there were some uh, questionable calls on Which the one? fights that were last weekend. Um, a lot of people didn't like the Claudia De- Gadeja um, decision. They didn't like the uh, Angela – or not Angela Hill um, – the Vera decision, they thought Vera won. I didn't think that that Vera fight was as lopsided as people gave it credit for. I got to watch that one again. The Claudia fight, I actually love. I mm-hmm. thought that was the best fight of the night. Um, I thought it could have went either way. And then I, the other one would have been Edson Barboza, who so makes me want to go back to 30 or go to 35 because I didn't know he was a 45er now. Edson Barboza at 45 is. Yeah, but he looked. He looked I, I think Edson looked bad, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think he looked pretty slow. Like, I think he I didn't a lot like, of weight. Yeah, I, I didn't like how he looked at all. My buddy who texted me, he was like, he might need to hang it up. I was like, you might be right. <laughs> I was like, he looks like he's slowing down. I mean, I don't want to count the guy out, but he just, you know, obviously he's, he's accomplished way more than me, but he just, like, I feel like lately he hasn't looked like himself. He doesn't look like the Edson of old. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, who's – like you're supposed to be progressing obviously you're, you're not going to look like your old self but it just seems like something's not connecting like he's not fully there because remember he used to just let his hands go he was so like he just doesn't look like that anymore he doesn't look like as free and like I don't know maybe maybe it's like all that stress because he's getting old like he's getting older he's getting up there in age and you know once you've gotten like laid out a couple times you know like that there's that fear there plus like it's a lot easier like mm-hmm. once you've gotten put down or put out you know that button like just a couple times our, like our head can only take so much damage you know yeah i'm trying to limit the amount that mine takes <laughs> but that, that angela hill fight that was a good fight i mean i could see where people say angela mm-hmm. won i could see where people say claudia won. it's like all kind of like it's like perspective. Then that's what it's how you want to judge like, the fight. Yeah. Yeah. When you put 
three judges in there, like, what's the criteria? Like, th- it's literally all entertainment aspect at that point. Because it's like, what are we, like, what are we really judging? Like, because those two girls damn near went strike for strike. And that was a war. I, I, I just, I love watching. I enjoy watching, like, really good fights. I enjoy watching wars. Me too. And uh, I wanted to also get your take on something. Uh, I was watching TV last night, and uh, there was, like, a – it's like a teaser for the news channel that was going to have a news segment at like 11 o'clock or whatever it was. It was a sports sec- segment. And they said uh, the first uh, major sporting event in the last two months, NASCAR is back. And I was thinking, but the UFC just had three fights over the last week. And it got me thinking that the UFC and MMA as a whole is still considered by, I think, most of the general population as not a – mainstream or major sport even though it's on espn two billion dollar acquisition you know the whole thing what do you think it takes for mma to get to that next level where it's considered in the same stage as you know the nfl nba uh nascar what have you bro that i i don't even know that if i would have saw that i would have been just as mind blown as you to be honest like like really nascar like is that really like uh, not to take anything away from them, I know it takes a lot of like physicality. They gotta like, I think uh, from what I've heard, they gotta be a pretty good physical shape because mm-hmm. like all that driving takes a beating on you. Plus, like you know, you want less weight. But I mean, I just that sounds insane to me. That, like, <laughs> like what? Um, but um, I guess it's just gonna keep taking people to like push it, push it out mm-hmm. there. I mean. Like, you got to love people like Connor and stuff like that. Like, you know, they really advance the sport. Like, that's the thing. If it's good, if you're going to put yourself on there on a stage for three people to judge you, I know there's, like, for me, I have, like, I guess my morals are, are big. Like, I need to be true to myself. I have to be, like, what you see is what you get. But there's other people that are like, you know what, I'm going to make a name for myself. And if they like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't. I'm just going to act crazy. But I mean, I feel like with someone like Connor, he probably doesn't act like that with his family. Like he's able to compartmentalize. Whereas, you know, me, I'm just, I am who I am in a cage, out of the cage, but he, he's a, he's a good entertainer. He's a good actor. He could go up there and he puts on a show. Like if you're going to put yourself in front of three people that are going to just go off with pure perception, like, like I said, there's no criteria. There's not like these, I'm putting myself so that, three people could judge me and say if I won or lost. And then I have all these people like for all that, I could do that in a, in a closed room. And like, like me and you do that at bounce, mm-hmm. me and a bunch of guys do that at Rami. Like why, why am I going to do that for anything else besides the entertainment aspect? Yep. So people like Connor, I guess they see that. And they're just really, like, to me, that would be a lot to handle mentally. Like, you know, you're kind of like, like, like good actors, they're able to like, just be the role. And they could take themselves out of it and be like become someone else. Essentially, he's great at the entertainment aspect, and he advances the sport because of that he uses it beautifully, and that's why he's one of the richest people in the sport. But then when he's home, he's probably an amazing father. Like that's the stuff you probably don't see. Like he's probably one of the hardest people that works in the game. But I mean, as far as advancing the sport, I mean, do I think it's a bit insane, like the way he acts and stuff? And I like I don't agree with everything. But people like that are usually the reason that we get so much, or the we, I mean, MMA or mm-hmm. BJJ, 
much it gets so much credibility and it gets out there more because you know people like violence people like drama like there has to be a story for them to like tie it in and then you know like i mean i might get some heat for this and stuff but to me i thought the whole like walt harris thing i was like man like can we like separate the daughter thing in the fighting like to me it was kind of like i don't like i get it it's cool but i don't i was just thinking i was like I know Dana helped them a lot and stuff, but I was like, is it, like, were you guys doing this because you guys really care, or was it more so like, oh, he lost his daughter, this is a great story, we should mm -hmm. use this and get ticket sales or uh, pay-per-view, so whatever, well, it wasn't on pay-per-view or you couldn't have an audience, but do, like, more views, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm sure Dana, like, does care, but it's more like, was it, like, to tie that story, or, like, does that, like, appeal to a viewer more and like advanced mma or the ufc you know what i mean because mm -hmm. that was terrible what happened to wall and but i mean people see that and it invokes a certain emotion or a certain thought and now they feel like they're tied to it too like they have some sort of tie to wall and that ties them into the fight and it makes you want to watch it but people like stories like that and then like what Connor does, you know, the like the UFC got a hell of a marketing team. I'll tell you, they do. I think it. I think, to be honest, they could take a page out of the WWE's book a little bit, just because. I mean, the WWE that back when it was the WWF, you know, when Vince McMahon first took over, he's the only person in the world who could take something that you know is fake from the onset and still have right. you cheer and hoot and holler and, and root for your favorite wrestler, even though you know it's fake the whole time and believe and that it's best, real. The best people were the people like The Rock, who they would just go completely off script. But that's what I mean. Like, they just, he had his own, like, being, his own, mm -hmm. like, mentality. He would just go completely off script, ad-libs. And, just... and that's what Connor brings to the sport. I mean, yeah. Connor's the kind of guy, like, you love him or you hate him, but you still know his name. And that's what the UFC, I think, is, is capitalizing on. Right. He doesn't care. It, I mean, at this point, like, from what I've read and studied, like, love me or hate me, but if you're still watching, you're – that's the crazy thing about, like, this whole coronavirus and, like, spreading negative – like, I try not to even touch on it anymore because it's, like – one, you don't even know with all the info going in and out at this point. And then two, so you should definitely do your own research. But two, it's like, I don't want to spread any negative connotations, energy. Like, if especially if I don't even know what's really going on. Like, if I haven't done my own research, I'm not just going to put this or share this because it's like, where is it all coming from? I don't mm -hmm. even know where they got their research from. And you know, that catches just like love me or hate me like with Connor. If you're still typing about Connor McGregor, it don't matter if you say, Oh, I hate this guy, he's a piece of shit. Like, okay, cool. You're still taking time out of your day yep. to type about him. So he doesn't care. And at the end of the day, if, he's if the only you got winner. More of an obsession or a love with that person, because you just took time out of your day to put money in their pocket to push their name. Cause now other people are stopping to read. Whatever negativity, positivity you put out, you still push that person's name. Exactly. So Connor still wins in that scenario. Exactly. No matter yeah. what, he's set for life. He is. Um, so 
speaking of winning, before I let you go, uh, you're coming off the your win off of or over Sean Stefanelli. Now you're holding the the 145 pound strap. Um, you got anybody in mind for who you'd want to defend it against when Art of War opens back up? Uh, and then you know, what's your your goals moving forward past defending your belt? Honestly, I've been just doing a lot of thinking about it lately. Uh, I wanted to get like two to three more AMI fights, but I feel like the whole coronavirus, I don't like to use it as an excuse or anything. I feel like it kind of got in the way. I don't know if I'm going to take those AMI fights. I might just turn pro. I was going to give Sean another shot. I was going to either give him the rematch right away, which was what we were actually supposed to do. We were both supposed to rematch at the, the last Art Award that's scheduled because nobody else would fight. The May card. Right. Yeah, okay. So I was either going to do that or take like one to two fights, then do the rematch because I thought it would have made a better story. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like I would love to give it to him, but, you know, I actually got another kid on the way, you know, so I want to start making some money. Like, like I said, if I'm going to be out there in front of three judges and then a crowd, I think I should be pro at this point. That's mm-hmm. my thoughts on it because, you know, I want to get paid a little more. I want to feed my family. I, I want to start advancing my name and go further. Cause for me, like, sure. Art of War featherweight champion. That's great. That's awesome. I want the UFC featherweight championship. That's, all I really have in mind that's like I'm trying to stay focused on that because you know even if I was to fall short of that it's like dude I'm still in the UFC I'm a pro fighter I'm getting like paid to do what I love like who can really tell me anything at that point Mm -hmm. but um I still got to talk to my coaches see how they feel because their input is like it's of the highest importance to me that my family um, I want to go pro, but like I said, I honestly got to do a couple of talks with them, see what they want to do. You know, if I do go pro, like if that's what does end up happening first fight back, it'll definitely be with Art of War, 100%. Like that's already been talked about. Um, so I guess now it's just like, it's just deciding whether I want to take that leap or not. And then, you know, going back with my team and seeing what they want to do as well. But I like I tried not to get too caught up in it now since we don't know what's going on because mm-hmm. then it's like I'm thinking too much about the future and like all these plans I'm like dude just get in phenomenal shape so that once the time comes whether it's an amateur fight a pro fight whatever it is I'm ready as soon as someone calls me I'm ready at a moment's notice because that that's what that's what like differentiates these people like the like amateurs and the pros like that's what makes the Michael Jordans and the Kobe's they're always ready. They're always grinding. They're never taking a break. They, they, them dudes probably never slept. Like, I, I can't imagine. They probably slept with their eyes open. Like, there's no way. Just always grind. And I feel like once you're consistent with stuff like that, like, you're always showing up. Like, granted, you're going to have tough days and stuff. But, like, that's when you start loving what you do. Because you're not working. You know, like, you almost – hit a flow state where you're just completely flow all the time because I love it. Like, I don't feel like I'm working. Like it doesn't hurt as much to do this exercise. It doesn't like hurt to go five, 10 minute rounds, like at all, because then you're pushing like four or five, 10 minute rounds. Like Mm -hmm. you're doing championship rounds. You're doing, you know, like, what is it? Five fives for pros, but you're doing 
say, five tens with guys. It's like, how does that happen? You just keep showing up. You keep pushing. I guess you have that major goal, like, always in sight. But when stuff like this, when times like this happen, it's just like, you know what? Who am I really doing this for? Like, I'm doing this for myself. Like, this is something that's going to make me happy. Like, I get to share this with other people. Like, I, my, my, one of my biggest dreams is to open up a school uh, for BJJ, Muay Thai, all that stuff, just fighting in general. Because for me, like, it's just transformed my life. It just gives me something to do. Like, you know, it, I kind of feel like it's, it's like kind of like with the Lost Boys. Like, it's mm -hmm. a bunch of guys that we have, like, a bunch of different talents, a bunch of different things that we like. But, like, we have this one place where we can go where none of that all really matters. We just go to work and grind and become better, become more healthy. It doesn't even have to do with, like, who looks the best or who's the strongest, who's the fastest. It's just, oh, you're working, I'm working too. You're helping me out, I'm helping you out. Let's get better together. Like, that's all it's about. Like, you're going to grind, I'm going to grind, and we're both going to get better. And if you're better than me, great. That means that I'm going to get better by working with you. Like, it's just steel sharp and steel all the time. Like, one step ahead of the other one. And that's, what, that's really why I like distance running, because you get to face your demons, like, that, like those voices in your head that tell you, like, oh, stop, oh, you can't do – nah, just keep putting one step in front of the other, keep moving forward. You know, if you're going to run a marathon, run a marathon. If you're going to run 100 miles, like, that's another huge goal of mine. I want to do an ultra marathon. So, like, that's – like, I, I do stuff to keep myself busy. Like, right now, I told you, like, just running, running, running. And then, I, like, I find myself, like, okay, I can't train. So, what do I do? All right, let's just train for, like, an ultra marathon. Let's just do something absolutely insane. David Goggins, let's, let's, let's go off the wall. Yeah. Awesome. Like, you got to keep it interesting somehow. Like, you, can't, you can't let yourself go crazy, you know? Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know, just keep building those those small goals and they add up, you know, eventually reaching that large goal. And if you just focus on one small goal at a time, you know, that'll get you to where you want to be. For sure. Um, awesome. Definitely, yeah. art, definitely see me in Art of War. Just don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. I'll be on the same yet. card. Whatever that first one I'm is, sure. I'll be there with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and in the meantime, you know, when we can all get back together, I'll be heading down to balance. I'll bring Christian Carr. We'll get some rounds in together. We'll have a good time. Dude, Christian, man. I rolled with him once uh, after I got the title, like a couple weeks, like uh, I want to say like three or four. And he got me. He subbed me pretty good, actually, dude. He's he's slick. He's slick. He's, and he's strong, man. Mm -hmm. It's cool, too, because he's young. He's only getting better. So that's another scary guy. Like, yep, and he just beats me up every day in the gym, so I have a great time with that. <laughs> it's so good having him as my main trainer partner. He don't get tired. There's so many good guys out there right now. I know. It's, it's, the sport has grown so much. Like, I've been doing uh, MMA, BJJ since I was, like, four. At, I was doing it at Tiger Showman's, and now to just look at it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the competition, like, the scene, it's just, it's just grown so much. It's adapted so much. It's, yeah, it's it's only going to keep changing, it. too. That's, that's the final yeah. sport. I think, like, in, like, 10 years, we'll probably have, like, lasers and stuff. <laughs> we'll, be like, we'll be, like, fighting each other with, like, lightsabers. We'll be like, I we'll hope so. Jedis, man. We'll be, we'll be like the Jedi Order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Javi, uh, I'm going I'm to let you go. 
Uh, it was a pleasure today, man. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll be down seeing you soon. As soon as you know, we're able to get back together in a gym. We'll get some rounds in, and then you know, I'll see you on that first art of war card. For sure, brother. Can't wait. Awesome, Thanks for having man. me, man. Yeah, thank you. Stay awesome safe. Talking. You too, bro. All right, see you.